This is Karen Hunter, and welcome to The Hub. Tatiana Jefferson, 28 years old, pharmaceutical sales rep, um, studying biology and other things. She had a future. Uh, This past Saturday, she was in her home with her eight-year-old nephew. Eight-year-old nephew. They were playing video games. A neighbor called the cops because they saw her door was open. They thought it was unusual, so they wanted to make sure she was okay. And under normal circumstances, you know, police come. they, They check the scene to see if everything's fine. And No harm, no foul. In this case, uh, an officer on the job for one year. And I don't know if that even matters because humanity, you know, you can be on a job 20 years and not have humanity. You can be on a job one year and have a whole lot of humanity and not take someone's life. Uh, Tatiana uh, Jefferson, known as Tay, Tay Jefferson, went to see what the commotion was, lights flashing in her window, and a police officer on the other side of her door said, put your hands up, and then immediately shot. He murdered her. She's dead. And the outrage that I feel, that so many people feel, I can't, I can't find answers for it. This is in Texas, Fort Worth. This is the same county that Sandra Bland lost her life. This is the same state that Botham John was in his home eating ice cream, watching television, and was murdered in his home. And the question is, if we can't be in the comforts of our own home, a place where we pay rent and mortgage, if we cannot find sanctuary in our home, where can we be safe in America? That's a question many of us are asking right now. And I'm reading James Baldwin as part of my, you know, I'm reading a book a month uh, at least and uh, I'm reading things that feed my soul and The Fire Next Time. I've never read James Baldwin, The Fire Next Time. And this man is brilliant for so many reasons that he had a lot a lot of deep thoughts about this country, a lot of deep thoughts about our place when I say our people from the global majority's place in America. And he's writing in this particular um, passage, it does feel very scriptural, uh, about black people going to World War II, black soldiers in Germany fighting for freedom and liberation. And he writes about how the German POWs were treated, the white German horrific, evil Nazis were treated with so much respect and deference that the black soldiers, American soldiers, were not afforded. And he's, he writes about how for many black people, you know, going to war to fight for your country was a badge of honor. But watching the behavior of white people, your fellow soldiers, your fellow Americans, really disheartened and also disillusioned a lot of black people about what this country and what it means to be American and all that was all about. And you know, you come home after you liberate concentration camps, after you fight for the rights of people to be free to colored only water fountains and colored women bathroom signs and back of the bus treatment. Uh, Muhammad Ali talks about that coming back actually from winning uh, a gold medal in the Olympics for the United States of America. The, the rumor is that he tossed it into the river because of the, you know, it's like I've, I've won this for this country and you treat me like trash. But the reality is, you know, there's something else going on here. And, you know, for all of the people, you know, who are like, you know, these police officers, they're poorly trained, that this and that. What we're confronting is cowardice. And I, I'm, 
I need to be able to frame this conversation in a way that is empowering, but also we got to start telling the truth. If you're a racist, you're a coward. If you feel fear just by the very presence of another person who has more melanin than you, you're a coward. You're a coward. You're a coward. And we need to start calling people what they are. They're bullies. And bullies are also cowards. They're cowards and they're bullies. They're not men and women. They're not strong. They're weak. It shows your weakness. And there needs to be some sort of propaganda campaign, some billboards and some marketing around the notion that if you are someone who is so quick to pull a trigger, so quick to call somebody the N-word, so quick to denigrate someone because of the color of their skin, people you do not know, you're a very small tiny, cowardly, weak person. Amber Geiger was a coward. I think something else is going on there. This police officer who took the life of Tay Jefferson, 28-year-old with a beautiful smile and so much ahead of her, so many hopes and dreams, working towards something, that person was a coward. James Baldwin writes, you know, in the, in the wake of, all of this, uh, you know, these soldiers coming back. And all this is happening in the richest and freest country in the world. This is the fire next time. And in the middle of the 20th century, the subtle and deadly change in the heart that might occur in you would be involved with the realization that a civilization is not destroyed by wicked people. It is not necessary that people be wicked, but only that they be spineless. That's Baldwin. It's Baldwin. And I, I think about that. And I think about that. And I'm, I, I don't know what to do when we have a nation of cowards. We're, when we have a nation of people who are mediocre, who've never had to work for anything, who have a sense of entitlement. I just watched this wonderful piece um, on Netflix um, and um, Killmonger. <laughs> uh, Killmonger produced it. It's called Raising Dion, Michael B. Jordan produced it and it's about a little boy with superpowers little black boy with superpowers a little black boy with superpowers and I don't want to give away too much of it but the um there's a twist and a flip towards the end of it where this white man because he didn't get what he wants because he doesn't get what he wants he he flips out and kills everybody and he goes into a rage a fit of rage and 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 this is his way of reacting to not getting what he wants when the reality is, listen, we all listen. We all live a life where there are things that disappoint us, things we don't achieve, things we don't get. And again, I'm reminded of, of Neil deGrasse Tyson, and I was surprised and shocked. And I'm gonna bring this up again because he shocked me because I thought this man was just smart, always smart, always brilliant in math and science. Of course, you would become an astrophysicist. And he was like, no, I had to work at it. I was not good at it. Matter of fact, I was horrible at it and I had to work to get there. And damn it, if, if you don't put the time in to overcome the weaknesses that you have in your character, to overcome the weaknesses that you have in, in your education, if you're struggling anyway, get to get busy. Hey, I'm so excited to welcome Bombas to my podcast. These bomb ass socks, you know I call them the bomb ass socks because they're the best socks in the world, but also they're the most conscious 
sock makers in the world. Did you know that socks are the number one most requested clothing item in homeless shelters? Well, Bombas is on a mission to change that. They created the most comfortable socks in the history of feet, and for every pair you buy, Bombas donates to someone in need. These are special socks designed with comfort, innovations, colors, patterns, lengths, and styles. Bombas are perfect for the whole family. They even have kid sizes. And when you get your hands on a pair of Bombas socks, or better yet, your feet, your feet will thank you. They've donated more than 20 million pairs because for every pair you purchase, they donate to someone in need. These are made with super soft natural cotton. Every pair is designed with an art support, a seamless toe, a cushioned footbed that's supportive but not too thick. They even have new merino wool socks designed to be breathable, dry, and never itchy with just the right amount of thickness and with tons of colors and patterns and lengths and styles. Bombas also makes the perfect gift. So go get you a pair because every pair you buy, somebody will thank you out there and save 20% on your first purchase when you shop at bombas.com slash Karen. That's bombas, B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash Karen, K-A-R-E-N. Save 20%. Go get those socks today. I don't read very well. Well, read every day. If you read every day, guess what? Eventually, the reading will become like the calculus for Neil deGrasse Tyson and things will start to make sense. Now, you may never be the most brilliant reader in the world, but your life will change dramatically by putting in the effort. And that, that success will then lead to other successes. This is what I found in my life. that Everything that you achieve and accomplish that you never thought you could or people didn't think you could, because I actually operate in that space where folks underestimated me. They don't do that anymore because they do it at their peril. But when I was younger, people didn't see me. They didn't see me coming, and that was to my advantage, actually. You know, they saw this big black woman who was loud, but they didn't really understand what was going on in my mind and my psyche, and that's good. Because as I started to do things that people were like, I remember my boss was like, uh, you, you published a book? Yeah, it's a bestseller. <laughs> yep. I was 20-something years old, and he had written a book, and nobody read it. And I imagine that he felt some ways about that. At my college, I know my professors, oh, you know, they, they go into meetings and we just, I just had my new book out and I got 30 books. I don't talk about them. I don't talk about them. But listen, you know, and I know that there's a source of jealousy and anger that can't stand me. And I just sit there. I sit there like, oh, that's cute. You got a book that nobody's reading. I got my eighth bestseller. Hey, and I'm not saying this to be cocky. I'm saying this to say, that was a process. And people get angry when you succeed at things that they wanna do. So instead of working to get there, because I, didn't, I wasn't born with a silver, sp silver spoon in my mouth, I didn't just come out the womb knowing how to write, I didn't, I didn't come out the womb knowing how to talk on a microphone. These are, these are processional things. This is a process. This is a process. And I'm gonna brag about it because I worked to get here. I'm going to talk about it because it didn't happen overnight. This is a 25-year journey. Put your 25 years in and then let's have a conversation. But what you're not going to do is be jealous and mad and try to destroy somebody because you believe you should be in that situation. You should be in that position. Why are you there? Why are you, why are you winning? Because I've been losing and I learned how to not lose anymore, and I work to get to a place of winning. And it's not over. Just because I'm winning now doesn't mean I'm going to win tomorrow. So guess what I am on my grind still. I'm not resting on my laurels because this is a journey. 
And I just feel like we're in a world of mediocrity where people expect to get things just because they think they're supposed to be there and they don't work at anything and then they're weak and they're cowardly and then they, then they get a gun and a badge or they get to sit on a, on, a, on a bench as a judge or they get to be president of the United States, Lord Jesus, not ever having accomplished anything on their own. Daddy gave it to them. Daddy gave it to them. And you spent your whole life being a weak bully who've never, who, who's, who's never worked for anything and failed. Failed. Six bankruptcies. Hey, I'm talking about Trump right now. Failed miserably at your marriages, mail order brides. You're not really good. You don't have any game as a man. Can't really get a woman without your money. Right? It has nothing to do with the size of your penis. It has everything to do with the size of your heart, your mind, and your soul because you have never worked on yourself. You've gotten everything because somebody gave it to you and you felt like you just were supposed to. And then when you don't get it, tantrum. And the tantrum plays out many different ways. On top of just, just the abject racism that we experience in this country, the other side of that is what Baldwin was talking about. This civilization is not destroyed by wicked people, he writes. It's not necessary that people be wicked, but only that they be spineless. We have a nation of spineless people. Now, I don't know what to do about that other than to talk this talk on this microphone and implore everyone that's listening to me to not be spineless, to not be that. Because I think if more of us work at the things that we want to do. And if more of us were courageous in our pursuits and courageous in our working on our character, because that is scary. It's a scary thing to look in the mirror every day and say, what can I work on? Ooh, and not be delusional about it. Oh, okay. I got some flaws here I need to fix because I can fix them. Now, is it easy as I got my ass up this morning again and went to the gym that I, for the last, for the umpteenth time, I've been trying to get into some sort of routine and then every midweek I end up falling away, failing at something that I need to do, but I'm gonna get up tomorrow and make the attempt again to do it. And hopefully this week will be that week, but I'm not gonna quit because I'm not a coward and I'm not weak. And I know that if it takes me 100,000 times to get here, I'm going to keep getting up every morning with the mindset to do it. And eventually, I'll do it. I know that. But I say all this to say we're in some strange times, and I just want to remind everyone that you, you do have control of your destiny. I don't know what it must feel like to be in your home and not feel safe. And the neighbor, man, I felt so bad for this man who said, you know, you call the police because you, you're, you're taught if you see something, if you see something, say something. And I just wanted to make sure she was okay. I never imagined that she would lose her life behind a phone call. This man is destroyed because of the action of a coward. That coward was the one that took Tatiana's life, not him because we should be able to rely on police officers. We should, we should, that's what they're there to. They're sworn in to serve and protect. But when they don't see you, and more importantly, when they don't see you coupled with them being afraid of you because of their inadequacies, we have a problem. My solution, I need all of us to encourage people in our community to join the police force. We need people policing us who are from the community. We need people policing us who are from our family. We need our own policing us, number one. We also need to vote. 
vote in elected officials who are going to answer the call and put people in those positions who care about humanity. We need to vote for the judges and the prosecutors who see us as human beings because they are us. Yeah, it's exhausting. But the alternative is to give up. And that is just not part of the equation. So I, I say all of this, uh, rest in power, and I'm tired of saying that, Tatiana Jefferson. You did not deserve to lose your life. But if, if we're going to make sure that the next Tatiana Jefferson and the next uh, Botham John and the next Sandra Bland and the next, uh, we, got, we can be here all day. We have to do more. And that's okay because we can. So I just want to thank you guys for joining me on this journey. Please tune in to my radio show on Sirius XM. Spread this podcast to as many people. I'm asking for you to spread it to 10 people that aren't familiar with me. You know, check out the YouTube channel as well, uh, Karen Hunter Show. And uh, I just appreciate having a platform to be able to express the things that are on my mind and heart. And I just appreciate that there's so many of you who are of the same mindset. We're not alone. And the world is getting bigger for us. So um, I'm going to raise a fist to the people who aren't cowards who are doing the work. Till next time.